What advice would you give your younger self? It's a question I ask of all guests on the podcast, Are We Nearly There Yet? At the end of this first season, I thought we should pull all of this sage advice into a few special episodes. I hope that you enjoy listening and that we encourage you on your career journey. There's always a hearts and minds kind of thing, I think, to these. It's like you can list the pros and cons from a very kind of analytical perspective. And I think that that's, that's certainly a great place to start. You can list the pros and cons, but ultimately you've got to listen to your gut. And, and so I think for me, it's, you know, what, what gets you up in the morning? What excites you to get out of bed? What excites you to go and find out that next result? And things like, for me, like I said, it, was, it wasn't the research for the sake of research that motivated me. It was about making sure that this really was making a difference to an industry that I believed in to save money, make things safe and more efficient, that kind of thing. So I, I always thought that if I could make that difference, and I've always said my career was not about making decisions. It's about aiding the decision-making process. And so that's something that always motivated me throughout this was like, I knew that true to me was technical, true to me was an application and making a difference. But, but equally, it was like helping people make decisions about the big stuff, the big picture stuff that I just didn't have the full picture, but I can help in the areas I can. So I think don't be over analytical. People always say, well, listen to your heart. It's actually true all too often. If you do 50-50 in the pros and cons, then at that point, listen to your heart, listen to your stomach. Uh, they they're usually pretty right, I think. Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, well, I remember at the time I went crying to my grandma, <laughs> who um, she was. Well, she must have been almost ninety at the time. Who just held my hand and just said, "What can I do to help?" And I said, "Nothing. You nobody can do anything. This is this is devastating. What am I going to do?" And so I think looking back, um, what I'd say to myself is, um, "Just keep your head up." Actually, everything's going to be okay. This is just one little stumbling block. And there is going to be so many more of them <laughs> coming. Um, so now is the chance to, to learn how to get over that. Um, and um, think about, you know, your core skills. You're very determined. You're very motivated. Now is the chance to use those um, personality traits and get yourself through this. And everything is actually going to be okay. And just use, use kind of your, your, your strengths. Um, and um, and use that to learn going forward because there is going to be more bumps in the road for sure. Um, well, um, you could say confidence. I mean, I, I'd never actually been a very confident person. I was always very, uh, it was remarked that I was very quiet in class other than chatting too much to my mates, which I think is probably something a lot of us are guilty of. Um, but actually, I did do a few things that, that surprised me at the time and that I, I might not think about, uh, you know, nowadays. I mean, back then, of course, you didn't have things like phones. I didn't even have a credit card. And I remember landing in, I lost my train ticket in Australia. I remember landing in Papua New Guinea uh, in Port Moresby with only 50 Australian cents to my name and not knowing if I was going to make my connecting flight to the island of New Britain. Uh, things like that, you know, you just think, wow, you would never dream of doing that sort of thing now. It's it's, it's crazy. I might as well have gone to the North Pole, you know, it was, uh, it was really mad. But yeah, I think you have to have the confidence to try things out. One of the, 
the, the, the job I did in, in New Zealand was working in a place called Whitcalls, which was the equivalent of WH Smith's uh, in, in this country. And um, it was just, you know, working behind a till and selling people their paper and stuff like that. And then I had a, I got a new boss and, and the shop was very run down. And he said, would you like to run the, um, the, the paperback books department? And I thought, yeah, that would be great because we had to... Um, all the books in this shop, which was about half the shop almost, um, they were all uh, shelved, strangely, by publisher. So if people came in and said, oh, I want the latest Jilly Cooper, you'd just go, do you know who she's published by? No, just go and look for the book then. And I said, this is crazy. We can't carry on selling books like this. So he said, well, if you want to be in charge of it, you run it. And I had to take all of the books off the shelf, do them by alphabetical order, which was the easy part, and then tell the um, tell the reps they weren't going to get this amount of shelf space, but they were going to sell books. And eventually I won them around. Um, but that's, that was a great feeling when you were 18, you know. So, um, so yeah, that, that gave me a lot of confidence, I think. I would tell myself that just as important, if not more important than the end objectives is the journey and that you need to savor and appreciate the journey that you go on. And of course the journey is made exciting and fantastic, not only by the places that you go to, but more so by the people that you work with. It's about shared experience. And that's the thing that you keep with you and that gives you the strength when you need it. You can draw on those relationships and the things that you've done together. It's almost a sort of band of brothers type thing, um, which gives you the motivation to carry on and to do more and to you know discover more things. Um, so, yeah, it's very much the journey. And. I guess there's one thing, you, you know, you said the express train, we're rushing on. And yes, I want to push and push and push and get technology implemented. But I've learned I, I need to appreciate the journey, appreciate who I'm sharing it with. And um, the younger Tom, I think, would have enjoyed it even more um, uh, if, with that sort of guidance in hand, I think. Probably just get over it. Um... And I know that sounds really harsh, but I come from a family that is kind of very blasé about, you know, any sort of underachievement. You know, you just get up and you go again. It's, we don't wallow. I mean, I do wallow. I completely wallow, but <laughs> I've been taught to try not to, um, especially in terms of, it's really hard when you're a teenager and you work so hard for those grades, but I don't think I got, I haven't been asked about my A-levels since I went to uni. And then now I haven't been asked about my degree um, since I got my first graduate job. And in my next role, whatever that will be, they won't care that I once did a hospitality role when I was 18. You know, these things are all, in perspective and and uh, I think that whilst you fall at one hurdle it doesn't mean you're going to fall at the next but if you don't pick yourself up then you know 
that's when things go wrong. But you have to remember that it's it's not the end of the world if if something goes wrong. Yeah, there's always another way, isn't there? There's always another pathway for you. I mean, for me, I completely flunked my degree. Well, for me, I flunked my degree. I got a 2-2. And for somebody who was very high achieving in my family, again, I was absolutely devastated. And I had health problems that I, you know, I couldn't have predicted and I couldn't have solved at the time. It was part of the reason I had to do a science communication um, final project because I actually didn't qualify in my second year um, for for uh, working in labs which ended up to be a blessing really and once I was healthy again it was a lot better um but you know there are things that you can't control and yeah you may have that tutu on a on a piece of paper somewhere I keep it hidden it's a it's a dark it's a dark time it didn't happen Uh, (laughs) but ultimately it hasn't affected where I am today I know people who have got firsts and I think they're in less interesting jobs than me. They're definitely getting paid less than me. But I made up for it in the amount of experience that I did at uni. I've worked, I've worked since I was 13. You know, I, I think I had two jobs in my master's um, in my master's year. I did two lots of work experience slash internships. I got a two-one in my master's, and I was science editor of the Mancunian all in one year. So you kind of make up for it to the point where it doesn't a grade doesn't matter. Looking back, I think don't don't change who you ha- who you are for anyone else. Carry on, be who you are. Um, if they don't like it, then that's that's not your fault. Um, be who you are. Stay true to yourself, mm. and and keep always have the ethic that you can work hard and the can do attitude, and it will get you far. In like mm. it will get you somewhere. It, it really will. It, it works out. It's, it's the harder route sometimes. Um, but it, it's worked out for me and you just get presented with so many amazing opportunities um, because of that trust mm-hmm. that you built with people and, and the can-do attitude. It's surprising how the word gets around that, that you can, that Mel is, is good at this and, and Mel can do that. Um, and it is, it's just that trust. But yeah, I'd say don't change, be yourself. Well, first of all, I would tell myself, follow your heart, you know, take courage, do the thing that you really want to do because if you don't you'll always wonder and it'll always bother you um so you know follow your passion give it a try because if it you know it doesn't work it doesn't matter there's always other other things um but equally you know having not done it and having had the experience that I have had I would say it doesn't matter what you do don't worry about it just do something because you'll always end up somewhere interesting (laughs) I think it's really the advice that my dad gave to me, follow your dreams. And if you have an ambition, go for it. And don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. Because actually, if you really put your mind to it and work hard, it doesn't come easy. You have to be willing to put the hours in uh, and you can get there if you really go for it. And that whole thing of treating everybody with respect. Everybody has a, a value and never think you're better than anybody else you know we're all important every cog in the wheel makes things turn around doesn't it and you just have to value all of that i i think not to not to repeat myself or repeat something else that someone else said it is that thing about asking questions um you know don't be afraid to do it 
Um, just because you're asking a question does not uh, have any sort of negative sense on your capability to, to do your role. Um, and actually, what, what I would say is most important is because I was um, so, because I had a hard time at university and I, had to, I felt like I had to work so much, I feel like I sacrificed some of the good parts of university. Um, you know, I have great memories of uh, crazy nights out and stuff like that. But I feel like I could have done more. Um, you know, I was that person in school that was really into extracurriculars. I never joined a society when I was at university. I, I had a very small bubble of friends. We'd work together constantly in our flat. I just wish I could go back and tell myself to have a bit more fun. So I've heard you ask this question before, so I've thought about it a little bit. And he's going to laugh when he hears this but my dad always used to say to me like what you know when I'm studying for my exams or whatever GCSEs A levels kind of thing you know if you you know the better you do now the harder you work the more options you'll have in the future and I was like yeah whatever kind of didn't you know blew it off don't really want to listen to it when you're a kid but that that piece of advice if you could give it to somebody and they would actually listen to it is probably the best piece of advice ever because it's not I've done all sorts of different things it, and none of them were really like planned or anything. Like it, it, I had from having education, having the experiences that I had over probably that decade between 18 and 28, but even going up till now, it's given me the options to do all sorts of different things um, that you wouldn't have been able to do if you, you know, hadn't, if you didn't have the sort of, background basis like foundation of of an education I think so he's gonna think that's funny but I always think about that I, th I think um yeah absolutely not being in a rush to um you know to to push I think from what I can see anyway, from my perspective, lots of people that, that make it to the top of their careers, they, they've made it by working their way up through the ranks um, and, you know, walking the walk and talking the talk. Um, and I think that's really, really important. It gives a lot of credibility and, um, you know, it helps you really understand um, understand people um and uh, so yeah I think if that was my if I was talking to my younger self that's that's exactly what I'd do um so yeah I think building those relationships um with your colleagues no matter kind of um you know their age their diversity their their kind of outlooks on life they it kind of all helps doesn't it to um to uh, kind of enrich you and um and uh it helps kind of support where, where you want to get to in the end as well. So that's probably the advice that I would give to myself. Do everything with a smile and it gets you somewhere. It's, it's where I've ended up, which is always pursue things you're interested in. Because if you're not interested in it, you'll not do very well. And if you're in a job that you're not interested in, you're bored, go and find another one. We can move. I mean, when, when I started work, the, the general assumption was you started a job when you left school or university and you pretty much stayed there till, uh, till hell froze over. That's not where we are now. And you need to follow your curiosity and your interests. And 
you know, I, I've said before now, if if I hate what I'm doing, I'll go and paint white lines on the road rather than be bored. You've got, you, you must enjoy it because, you know, if work is almost your hobby as well, you're really lucky. And I, I have been extremely lucky, but it is that follow the things you're interested in. I mean, what is not necessarily entirely obvious is that uh, as a kid, I was immensely introverted, desperately shy. And it was walking out on the stage in Sheffield City Hall with the bass, having been at rehearsals for a concert with the orchestra, and suddenly realising that there's 2,200 people out to my left-hand side, and I, uh, it never dawned on me before, and I was scared witless. But it, I came through it because I enjoyed what I was doing, and I'd learnt to perform, and I'd learnt you know, the social skills to, to, I hope, make a bit of an impact. But it's all about following your curiosity and your, your passions. Be passionate about things and enjoy them and use them and don't do things for jobs that bore you witless. Just don't do that. I, I think uh, just to make the point about getting the balance right. Uh, look, I, one thing I have done in all the places that I've been is I've had fun. I've made some great relationships. I've met some great people, some amazing people that I've worked with uh, and I'm still not in contact with them today. So Whatever you do and wherever you do it, make sure you do it and find enough time to have fun because life's too short. It's something, it's probably something like it's okay not to have a plan, that, you know, just going with the flow is all right, um, that you don't necessarily have to have a predetermined journey that, that you know, yeah, you'll be able to follow forks along the way and, and, and you know, actually probably will have more fun and learn more and grow more as, as a result than just following a, a, a single path or single direction. You know, I, it's going to be interesting, I think, people's careers going forward. I think we'll probably have more of those forks, more of those, um, you know, things that move so quickly, kind of technology is moving so quickly. I think that it's about being adaptable and being willing to, yeah, apply your your skills to different environments. It's going to be key. So I think that that yeah, be adaptable, go with the flow. Don't have a plan. Don't don't panic <laughs> if it's not all in place before you start. Um, that that would probably be it. I think it would be grasp every opportunity that comes along with both hands and give it a hundred percent. Be wholehearted. I think um, trust your instincts. Um, if you can find your purpose, um, try and find that correlation in everything that you do. You know, why do you enjoy, might be maths, why do you enjoy working with a group? Why do you enjoy working by yourself? Try and find that correlation uh, to identify your purpose, because as you said, Andrew, that, that becomes your North Star throughout your career. And that will help you make the right decisions at every step of the way. I think there's a couple of things. So I think courage is infectious. So so have courage um, and positivity is infectious as well. Have a go. Um, and there's something I put in my PhD thesis, which is life can only be understood backwards, but must be lived forwards. So, you know, if it, if it goes wrong, <laughs> move forwards. You can't get everything right all of the time. I'm quite comfortable not being great at everything and, and give it a go. You'll find things that you really excel at. And if you enjoy them, those will be the things that you, you'll carry on to do. And be yourself. I think the best compliment somebody ever gave me was that they really respected the fact that uh, I had a senior role and I was myself. I hadn't tried to change myself to be somebody else. So I would say be courageous and be yourself. 
I think it's uh, as simple as uh, have confidence in your judgment. Having self-confidence is is in, important for for everyone. I mean, it talks about the community work, but the other the other work I'm passionate about is is aspiration and uh, and belief in in young people. I mean, I've I've been um, a part of an organisation called Centre for Leadership Performance for the best part of the last decade, and that's really around. Uh, creating um, leadership capability in the in the local community, uh, and, that, and that's really just about um, be the best you can be, and and give people just the realization that there are opportunities out there, and they are for them, not for others. Um, and I, I think that that's something I didn't see a lot of when I when I was growing up. Um, and and I mean I was I was in a better position than than many with very supportive parents um, and uh, a, a good circle of, of friends. But uh, just look at others who don't have that support network and they're equally as capable. And and how uh, how do we kind of even that playing field? Because that's what will level up the economy um, if we can get that aspiration and, uh, and capability um, and people realizing their their potential. So. Creating that self confidence in in others. I mean, so that's the that's the advice I I would give myself and pretty much uh, every other young person. Um, have that confidence in in your own judgment. I think I think that it's okay not to have your life mapped out in great detail because um, and that works for some people, but not for everyone. And I think as long as you are open to opportunities and willing to explore it, and then see if that's working for you or not, I think. I think growing your career organically is okay. Um, someone once told me that, you know, I had to have it figured out what I wanted to do by 30. I still haven't figured it out. Um, seems to be doing okay. So, you know, it was okay. <laughs> um, I think be open to new experiences, but I think also take the time to step back and say, what am I getting from this? Do I enjoy it? And if you're not, pay attention to that. I say, pay more attention sometimes to your gut and say, am I enjoying this? And if I'm not enjoying it, what aspect is it I'm not enjoying? Um, I think sometimes stepping back and reviewing that is useful. Um, you're so caught up in doing most of the time. I think sometimes you just need to stop and, and reflect a bit. Um, and you get better as that as you get older. Um, I think I don't think I'd change anything in terms of experience. I think it, it makes you who you are. I think the other advice I give to myself is look after your back. Um, possibly have lots of advice because I feel like I've done a, done a lot and learned a lot um, but I think it would have been quite useful to recognise earlier on um, that it's so easy to possibly compare yourself to others and see them as completely formed individuals who have everything figured out um, when actually we, we all have our own struggles, weaknesses um, doubts um, and I think Knowing that earlier would have meant that um, I treated others with more empathy and understanding of their shortcomings and treated myself with a little bit more kindness um, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I think additionally, um, I have had a lot of like doors close on me um, that now I know that, or how I like to think about things is... Um, I'm never denied and only redirected onto something more suited to my my strengths and my journey. Um, and plan B can be a lot better than plan A in the long term. Um, so yeah, lots and lots of things. Um, I think welcoming change 
looking for opportunities to change um, asking lots of questions um, doing like doing the groundwork and building a solid foundation and um, resting there's nothing wrong with resting and not being productive all the time and um, but yeah most importantly just just enjoy the journey and support the people around you on their journeys always ask more questions i talk uh, with people and i listen but allow your curiosity to blossom just keep asking because you'll be surprised what it reveals from the other person have confidence to keep asking questions not just technical questions how are you today do you have any children you know whatever it is ask questions of people don't think they're time poor that they don't want to speak to you just because you're younger or less experienced how nice i find it now when uh, maybe a less experienced person asks me a question about me um, and it's human rather than marketing you know just keep asking questions all the way through because we're humans and you know it's surprising what you'll find out about people so yeah keep asking questions is is probably the one thing i i really haven't got you know a golden what's it called a silver bullet golden um i don't know what it's called actually whatever it's golden but I think with reflection, uh, thinking about doing something like this is questions elicit, as I said, the strangest of things about people that can be really interesting and insightful and is tenuously linked. But it was interesting. Um, I, I met, I was in Marrakesh before lockdown happened and mm. I met two ladies who were in their 80s, um, two English ladies who spoke ever so well. They all had the kind of accent I always wanted to have, but my mum wouldn't pay for elocution lessons. <laughs> so I'm intrigued by them. They sound like they're from Downton Abbey. We got to speak with them, have a chat. And one of the ladies left me. She said, I'll just want, she said, it's not advice, darling, I think she said. Just these are the four things that are important in life. So I'm just going to share it now, Andrew, because Thank it's you. not relevant my to my career. I'd never heard anybody, and you may have done, but put the mm. four in this order before, and I certainly haven't put these together. So she said, before lockdown, before even lockdown was being talked about, you know, mm. back in January, freedom, health, love, and water. Water causes so many problems in the world. And as somebody now who's, you know, early 50s, who would always say, you know, love's the most important thing. Um, even in my career, it's all about, you know, be kind. But she put freedom at the top of the list and then only possibly a few months afterwards we went into something that for once has made our freedom different, made me do my job slightly differently and made us think. So at different times in your life, over your career, on holiday or at work, you'll always meet people who'll tell you something. Capture it somewhere, write it down and go back to it in five years. Keep a little book or something. I have a little black book. And all sorts of strange things in it um, so as well as asking questions maybe keep a little note of what those what you might call older people say to you to be open-minded that what you feel that you might always be doing in life is not necessarily what you will do I know some people stay in the same career mm. path all the way through their journey mm. which is which is also really good but there are times where that pathway changes direction mm. and to, to, to be open to that change of direction, if that's for you, and almost not to be 
concerned about leaving some things behind when you are going on that change of direction because the, there's an exciting future ahead and sometimes you you know I might have said to myself you're going to have seasons where you feel as though everything has gone wrong as it were or everything has come to a halt and then then within that season something new emerges some conversation sparks your interest and you find yourself going on a a, a different journey and you might have several of those seasons so that's probably would have warned myself about that (laughs) I think the thing I would have said you know I never ever thought I'd ever get to where um I I I am today a different country uh you know a a a career um that of choice um Mm -hmm. so I've I've been very blessed that way um but um I I would have said whatever it was you know no matter the hardship no matter the hurdle just Mm -hmm. keep going because you'll get there um and I think it's sad because lots of people I think give up you know, they give up the dream. Uh, and I think it, it, it's important that if you have a dream that you do pursue it to nth degree. Mm. Um, because if you do get to the, the dream, um, then you, you, you continue to grow and you continue to, to give into it because it's what you enjoy doing. Yeah. You said it earlier, there are opportunities out there. Um, I, I think it's quite interesting. I've, I've obviously stayed within the BNFL family. I haven't moved around mm. um, because actually I've had a rich and varied career. I've done lots of different things in the company. Yes. Um, so I think I, I would advocate change. I would advocate taking those opportunities Yes. Um, and having the confidence to see something come along yeah. And 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 grab it and take it because give it a go. Give it a go. You know, if if I think back to the professor, the doctor at university, who said, you know, Lindsay, the placement we want you to offer you is in Karlsruhe in Germany. I've never even heard of Karlsruhe, you know. <laughs> and and then I had four fabulous years, and that then led me to to where I am now. So I One. think it's definitely take those opportunities. Yes, because you you actually you know you don't know what you're capable of until you try these things to you. You don't. Some may not work out, and in which case you 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 say right, okay, that's not for me. I'm going to walk on and do something right. different. Yep. Um, but until you give something a go, you're not going to know. And and actually, the people around you want that job to be a success as well. So mm. you're very rarely on your own. People are there to support you and help you. And I think that's perhaps another piece of advice: is make sure you are asking for help. You are talking to people uh, and looking to see where you can help. Look at all the options. Um, I mean, maybe this is just me, you know, but make, make life an adventure, but adventure is different things for different people. You know, I, for me, I've been in some unusual situations in, particularly in Africa, involving guns and the police and places people otherwise probably don't want to be. Um, so maybe you don't want to be that adventurous. But it's just doing something exciting in your life. Do, in terms of your job, um, I think, and it's more true now than it, but even for me, there's no such thing as the wrong job. There's, are you learning something? Uh, are you gaining skills? Perhaps qualifications that can be useful at times. 
but particularly learning how to deal with people and learning skills, you could take that into another job, you know. Um, so just do something useful and don't worry too much about, is this the right job for me? Well, you know, you've, you're going to be working for another 30 years. You, you can change. Yeah. Um, the only th wrong job is, is a dead-end job where you don't like it and you're not learning anything. You know, and there's not many of them around, and I think you can avoid them if you if you try a little. Um, yeah, and don't worry, you know, don't worry if you're not top of the class or the top student or the top person in your. Just keep going. I think dogged persistence can often be better than high qualifications and a sharp intellectual mind. The the turning point in my career came when I stopped trying to do everything myself and I realised that I didn't know everything and that was okay and um, I would I guess my advice to my younger self is you know to, to let that moment come earlier because what a relief it was to to talk about what I thought rather than what I knew because actually that's where you add enormous value to industry you have to know the basics of course you do but actually where you start really adding value is where you start talking about what you think and I wish I'd sort of known that earlier because you know I went through a lot of angst of wanting to know everything and you know being the expert in the room on, on technical matters and everything else when actually I could have added as much value by thinking, listening and analysing and saying what I thought um, rather than repeating what I knew. Um, so finding that, that spot between those two elements, I think, is the trick. And I wish I'd known that earlier because I'd have wor worried less, actually. I'd like to thank all my guests in season one of Are We Nearly There Yet for sharing their career stories with us and for the advice they'd give their younger selves. If you want to listen to any of these episodes again in full, you can do so on your podcast platform of choice or at awnty.podbean.com. In the meantime, do look out for news of season two of Are We Nearly There Yet?, which will continue to encourage people to enjoy inspiring careers. Thank you.